0: Happy Halloween. So I'm going to be very honest about my beliefs here. And I believe that Old Changi Hospital is incredibly haunted. And there's almost nothing you can do to get me to go in except maybe pay me an insane and vulgar amount of money. Seven figures at least. And for those of you who have never been tempted to walk by, or have never been to a school chalet where you've been dead to go by the hospital, let me describe it to you. Changi Hospital is in Changi, which is in the far east of Singapore. And not to say that Changi doesn't have other excellent attractions like Jewel and the beach, but it's also home. To slightly more ominous things like Changi Prison and Changi Hospital. The hospital itself is huge. Okay, it's looming, and the thing is that growing up in Singapore, you have a lot of opportunities to see to go by. And if you go to a school chalet, some of the chalets actually look up at the hospital. And if you ever do the Coastal Walk, which I thoroughly recommend, or if you're on the way to have brunch at the Coastal Settlement, which also just happens to be one of my favourite pet-friendly brunch places, you'll notice that it's not small at all. It's three buildings, block 161, which is larger, and it used to have what was considered a more modern look. There's also block 24 and block 37. The older blocks are extremely colonial looking and the hospital is large, it's looming and from certain streets when you look up into the windows, you can see the dark soul of humanity just staring right back at you. There is a very long staircase creeping up to the hospital. The hospital itself is on a hill and... I'm sure at one point in history, it might have looked like a very respectable, extremely grand building, right? But today, the white walls, they're covered in these very questionable dark stains. The whole compound is overgrown. And to be honest, even in the hottest, brightest part of the day, whenever I walk by, whenever I look at the hospital... I always have this very dark, ominous feeling. And there are a lot of rumors surrounding Old Changi Hospital. Rumors about hauntings from prisoners of war. Rumors about satanic rituals in different rooms of the hospital, in the basement of the hospital. And rumors about tragic deaths and unsettled spirits. If you're not Singaporean, I can tell you that Old Changi Hospital has such a reputation that, you know, Universal Studios has its Halloween horror nights. Old Changi Hospital in Singapore has such a reputation that at one point, it was made into one of the haunted houses for Universal Studios. And the thing is that Old Changi Hospital has such a reputation that it's been made into film sets for shows like Incredible Tales, and it even has a movie, Haunted Changi, which I have never watched because it seems like quite a bad idea to watch a show about a haunted hospital that I have to pass by quite a lot to go to my favourite brunch place. Hi, I'm Teddy, and welcome to A Briefcase. Happy Halloween, and today, we're covering... The case of Singapore's most haunted hospital, Old Changi Hospital. Changi Hospital was born in 1935, and at that time, I think Singapore was still a British colony, so it was built by the British. And originally, it wasn't a dedicated hospital, it was just a barracks with a little medical centre in Block 37. So it didn't really start out as a hospital. After that, it was more or less a military hospital for most of its existence, because you know, there are other military things surrounding, like armories and barracks. And if you remember your history lessons, the British, they believed that if anyone was ever going to attack Singapore, they were going to attack it via the sea. But we all know that wasn't true because the Japanese attacked Singapore from Malaysia going down south with bicycles, which was very sneaky. Now, as we mentioned, there are two colonial buildings in Old Changi Hospital and that's block 24 and block 37, and they were built on a hill. The exact address of Changi Hospital, if you're very itchy or if you're visiting and want to go and see, is 24 Halton Road. Sounds very posh. But if you're visiting Singapore, I really don't think that this is worth going to visit unless you're really very into haunted places. And like we mentioned, this was part of a bigger military complex which also included Kitchener Barracks. Now, it's very hard to talk about Old Changi Hospital and, well, a lot of the other haunted places in Singapore without talking about the Japanese occupation of Singapore. Singapore was surrendered to the Japanese on 15 February 1942, and the Japanese occupied Singapore all the way until 12 February 1945. And so that was like two and a half, almost three years of Japanese military rule. And if you know anything about the Japanese occupation of Asia and things like the Rape of Nanking you know that life during the Japanese occupation in any of its territories would have been extremely rough. And I know, especially with the older generation, there's a lot of residual feeling about the Japanese occupation, but this is just a fun podcast about a case, about a haunted place. So it's not meant to stir up many feelings, like this entire episode is just based on a bunch of urban legends and everything I heard while growing up in Singapore. So, another thing that I do want to point out is that officially, there are no records of the Japanese police, the Kempeitai, doing anything like torture there. But then again, if I was torturing prisoners of war and committing war crimes, I don't think that I would write anything down. I would say take everything with a sceptical grain of salt. Now, the military police... The Japanese military police, they had such a reputation. It was a scary, horrible reputation. Think of it as the KGB or the SS in Nazi Germany. While we can't confirm that anyone was ever killed in Changi Hospital by the military police, we know that they were guilty of interrogating and torturing prisoners because there were survivors that have accounted to this. So we know that they did things like beatings, horrible, brutal beatings with ropes, with belts, with metal bars, with revolvers, you know, using the end of the revolver. And through looking into this, we also know that they did things like electric torture, electroshock torture, and we know that they did water torture during that time. We know that they burned their victims, that they would purposely dislocate people's limbs. And if you've ever accidentally dislocated your shoulder playing tennis or badminton, you know how painful that is. And now imagine pushing your fingers backwards they would bend people's fingers backwards so that they would break and pop out of their sockets and they would do this psychological thing they would make people think that they were going to die so they would prep everything they would bring the guy they would make him dig up his own grave and of course one of the things that they did quite commonly was threaten people's families so like if you don't talk, if you don't let me know who's plotting against us, I'm going to kill your mom or your dad or your daughter or your son. So the Japanese occupation was a very brutal time for all the countries that were invaded. And it facilitated an environment of distress where you, you couldn't trust anyone because everyone was encouraged to tell on each other. And well, if you didn't tell on someone, then you, you would be the one being dragged to whatever they suspected. People were not complying. And there wasn't enough food, there wasn't enough resources. Currency was was worthless. Like they I think they called it banana money or something. But I did see I did see some sources saying that British and Australian prisoners of war were basically allowed to run their own prisoner of war camps because they didn't have enough manpower to run those camps. But it does seem a little bit sus because we know that world war II was not the most civil when it came to prisoners of war and there is also a book about an australian prisoner of war breaking out of a singaporean prisoner of war camp because he was very certain that he was going to die and what's really interesting is i saw the book in like the true crime like we have a true crime section now and the wh smith in terminal 4 of changi airport and it's You'll Die in Singapore, the true account of one of the most amazing POW escapes in World War II. It's about an Australian prison of war breaking out of Basay Panjang Camp. And so if anything, it just proves that maybe Japanese-occupied Singapore was a very, very dangerous place to be. And now we gotta talk about all the legends surrounding old Chang'e Hospital. Now, we know that Block 37 was set up to have a tiny medical center to serve the barracks. The rumor is that in the same block, there is a smaller room with high, narrow windows. I'm imagining long, skinny windows. And again, it's rumored that when Singapore was passed back to the British, that there were thick chains found hanging from the ceiling of the room. Chains thick enough to support a human body chains thick enough to maybe support some sort of alleged torture device and it's rumoured that there were blood stains left on the floor blood stains that were almost impossible to remove and if if we know anything about people who have died under horrible tragic circumstances is that sometimes spirits just might come back to revisit sometimes spirits might come back seeking revenge and sometimes they might just be lost unable to find peace and move on and this is why a lot of people believe that Old Changi Hospital is haunted so after the war the hospital went through a couple of different iterations for some time it was the Royal Air Force Hospital Changi, and at that time A new building was added, Block 161. So, in the grand scheme of things, right, I think maybe Block 37 might be the most haunted and Block 161 might be the least haunted. Alright, and then after that, in 1971, it became the ANZ UK Hospital, which was meant for Australians, New Zealanders, and United Kingdom servicemen and their families. And then after that, it became the UK Military Hospital, even though technically um, there weren't any British troops left in Singapore by that time in 1975. And then, in, while all this is happening around 1965, Singapore gains independence, which was when the hospital was going through its transition. And finally, it became the Singapore Armed Forces Hospital in 1976, And it was merged with Changi Shelley Hospital, which was a very, very small 36-bit hospital. And so, like, it continued working around for maybe 20 years or so until 1997. So, it's, it was opened pretty recently. And if I'm not wrong... I believe that there were already rumours that the hospital was haunted even when it was a working, operating hospital. So, people were seeing ghostly figures at night, alright? They were hearing the screams and cries of prisoners of war, alright? But, again, literally every hospital has rumours that it's haunted because people die in very tragic circumstances in hospitals, and now from 1997 onwards, we we have an abandoned hospital and with a lot of abandoned buildings, people started sneaking in because they didn't have the fencing there yet. And there were people doing drugs there, as always, don't do drugs, because you'll be sentenced to death in Singapore. And there were also people who broke in to vandalise the hospital. And if you Google Old Changi Hospital, there's actually a image of a room where a pentagram has been sprayed onto the floor, which is is not confirmed or anything, but I, I heard the rumour that it was in the basement. Which also led to the urban legend that the place is cursed because a bunch of satanists broke in and performed satanic rituals in the basement of the hospital and summoned who knows what and now in terms of the more well-known hauntings in 2017 there was a video of a nurse carrying a baby in the abandoned hospital but again always remember that these kind of videos can be faked, right? There's also a ton of pictures of people who took pictures of Changi Hospital, which is a horrible idea, where you actually do see ghostly figures. And these pictures were taken from the Aloha Changi site, which is also extremely haunted, like as a side note, I have this story about the Ferry Point Chalet bungalows, which is really not too far from old Changi Hospital. That whole area is like really shady when it comes to the spiritual. And you can consider this like a related-ish bonus Halloween story. So there was this one year in university where my unnamed university organisation, and we're going to leave it unnamed, they decided to hold what was considered a fright night there. And just to be clear, this was when fright nights were still kind of okay. There was this camp and, you know, you set up a haunted house and the freshmen have to walk through and you scare them, boo, it's just good fun, you know, nothing too scary, nothing too weird. And so apparently, what happened is that usually before you set up the haunted house, whether it's on campus or off campus, you're supposed to do some sort of prayers, you're supposed to have a bunch of $1 coins because they have 8 sites, because you're setting up a haunted house and you don't want your haunted house to disrespect or annoy or attract spirits and, you know, end up with a real haunting. So this unnamed university organisation, they made a mistake. They started setting up the haunted house before they did their prayers. And in the afternoon, I was sent to do some sort of task. I think I needed to pick something up away from the chalet. So I went with a couple of my friends and one of them allegedly has the third eye. And so what happened was around the time that they were setting up for the prayers, we were walking away to the car so that we could run our errand. And for the prayers, the house has to be completely emptied out. You can't do it in a a house where people are just doing stuff. That is also disrespectful. So theoretically, theoretically, we A, knew everybody that was setting up in that house because we knew the committee, and B, knew that nobody was supposed to be in the house. And while we're walking away from the house, my friend looks back for a moment and she she turns back to us because we're like a little group, right? And she's like, you can tell she's scared and when we were in the car we asked her we were like babe what was that about and she said that she saw someone in the window of the bedroom and if i'm not wrong it was bedroom number four and that someone that someone that she did not recognize from our camp that didn't look like someone from our camp was waving at her through the window and just to make this a little bit too scary and a little bit too real, later that night, someone ends up passing out in the chalet because of heat stroke because they were very wearing a very scary, very hot costume. But it just feels like a little bit too much of a coincidence, no? Alright, now now that was a digression. And, you know, it could have just been a whole bunch of coincidences, especially when you visit a haunted place, an allegedly haunted place. Sometimes your mind does play tricks on you, but I don't know, man. Now, going back to the hospital, as we all know, Singapore is extremely small, so we can't just let the three buildings sit there in Changi, even though it's rumoured that these buildings are very, very haunted. So in 2006, the site was put up for a commercial space leasing, and a lot of people thought about making it into a spa resort, which doesn't seem like the best area. Imagine you're in a massage room, but that massage room was actually a torture chamber. That's pretty scary. But 2008 came about and there was the global recession and it was returned to the Singapore Land Authority. And also around this time, because people kept trying to sneak into the hospital, the whole area was fenced up and security and CCTV cameras were put in. But apparently, there are still ways of sneaking into the hospital if you really want to. But don't, I guess. And I think last I heard, the The next best idea for the hospital space is is currently still abandoned, but the next best idea for the hospital space is to make it into a stargazing observatory, which seems a little bit better because you don't actually, while you're there at night, you don't actually stay in the hospital at night, which is very scary. And that is the history and hauntings of Old Changi Hospital. With Old Changi Hospital, it's really one of the most bad vibe places for me in Singapore. And whenever I'm walking or driving by, I actively, like, I will actively avoid looking at it. I know it's a little bit different from the usual ones. Uh, Do give us a rating, a five-star rating on Spotify. And you can always drop me a DM on Instagram at a briefcase podcast if there is something else you'd like me to cover. And do join us next week for another briefcase.